Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Jeff Griffin. I'm really looking forward to my chat with Matt Boyce today. He's been a hard man to catch and he is in his car right now. So apologies for the slightly tinny audio sound, but the quality of conversation with Matt is exceptional. He's an amazing young man doing extraordinary things and you will be inspired. So please bear with us and enjoy. My guest today recently won the Seven News Young Achiever Award, Queensland Small Business Achiever Award. He hopes to address mental health challenges through human connection. In particular, the role of food in giving a sense of community and established the human connection project. Now, we all love food, certainly I do. So a great move there on his part. Matt, it's such an honour to have you on the podcast today, particularly during what's been a very mentally and financially challenging time for many. Your story is so inspiring and welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks very much, Jeff. It's a... Uh... It's been hard to uh, put the time slot together with busy schedules during what's going on in the world at the moment, but I'm glad we could um, get some time and, and have a chat. It's definitely an honour to be on the podcast. Yeah, so true. It has been a pretty wild time. Matt, uh, it was really a privilege to meet you on the online presentation, albeit not live, and you know, it's so nice to be able to shake people's hands and Tell them yeah. how amazing they are in person. But we, we got there eventually with the online presentations and uh, it was, as I say, such a privilege to meet you and, of course, all of the other finalists for our category. Matt, what inspired you to make such a difference for those who feel socially isolated and how did the Human Connection Project come about? Yeah, it's, a, um, it's an interesting question, I guess. For myself, if I'm to, to kind of rewind parts of my life, I was a carpenter in Perth growing up. I left school midway through year 10 to, to kind of pursue carpentry. School wasn't really the right fit for me. I definitely learned uh, in a different style to what school allows, along with you know, a lot of other youth. However, I always found myself being a person that was just by virtue having the deeper conversations as a carpenter on site, I was obviously the youngest, but I was talking to 40, 50, six-year-old men about their family and what was going on with the kids at home and their, their mental health and what they did to manage it. And it kind of just kept growing and growing. And just by, by their being in the right place at the right time, I had a lot of conversations that were having a lot of impact, not necessarily on the, the person on the receiving end, but on myself and Fast forward, I moved to Queensland to pursue the, uh, the rugby league career and met um, Justin Cullen, who, you know, I, I don't know if there's such thing as a soulmate and a best mate, but me and him were pretty much inseparable. Uh, and just over five years ago now, he died in a, um, an accident. He went surfing and unfortunately never came back. He lost his life on that surf trip. And it just spiralled me out of control and I went from being someone who was a facilitator of these mental health conversations to being someone who really needed someone to facilitate to me uh, and I found I was in a very dark place I was definitely you know struggling with depression and different thoughts were going through my mind at the time 
And I probably sat in that, Jeff, for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, to be honest. And um, I started having this realization that what I was feeling, um, although I was getting labeled depression and, and anxiety and you know, grieving, but what I was really struggling with was my lack of human connection. I disengaged from everyone, be it my friends, my family, um, Justin's family. I put up a wall as a coping mechanism. Uh, and it just was quite literally tearing me apart. So it was in that kind of epiphany moment where I realised if I'm in, if I'm falling in the depressed um, category, the, the mental health side of things, uh, and I'm lacking communication, how many others are in this exact same category? And I started to look around and I realised the people in my circle who were going through the toughest times, and, and I make an, always an important note that not everyone um, there's definitely those that were dealing with clinical depression. Don't get me wrong on that, but a lot of us in within my circle were just just struggling with lack of genuine human connection. Um, so I just started to facilitate walk and talks, which is our, I guess, our our bread and butter. Is we just get a group of people together and we walk and talk and connect, and it just grew organically from there. You know, we run some events in within businesses now, so. We get facilitation to teach them how to connect various human beings. We operated a food company for a, a number of years there called Your Prep, which was facilitating family dinner time. Um, we're just trying our hand at a lot of different things to try show the importance of human connection uh, in everyday life because there is a lot of people that are struggling with depression and there's equally uh, as many people, if not more, that are struggling with a loss of human connection in their life and we only have to look to the likes of, you know, your local community down in Melbourne to see how prevalent that is right now. Yeah, mate, it's uh, such an inspiring story and the impressive thing is you turned a very low time, a low point in your life around to make a difference and they're the stories that I really love, people who um, really want to make a difference because it's something that they've experienced themselves and understand very firsthand what it means to be low, to be depressed and to be isolated. You know, we live in such a big world that's so fast-paced and yet we often don't even know our neighbours and we feel very lonely even though we're in a crowd. So I certainly admire what you're doing and I think it's so, so important as well. And it's inspiring for all of our listeners to to know that there are people like you and a number of our other winners, of course, across the country through the awards who just want to make such a difference for others. So hats off to you and, and congratulations. Can you tell us a bit about that your prep program that you talked about? How, how did that work and what were you doing yep. in that? Yeah, that was uh, so. That was definitely one of the most fulfilling parts of the human connection thus far, and it's in hibernation at the moment. But it's definitely you know, in the future where we're not knocking on the opportunity to try to bring that back. Essentially, what it was is we looked at a lot of families within our local community, uh, and we've got you know working families now, which I think is great. Um, gone are the days with you know, prehistoric thinking around one parent has to be stay at home and the other parents working. It's good. We've got both parents working now, which means family dinner time is becoming a lot of Uber Eats, a lot of takeaway in front of the TV, a lot of quick options. 
and we're finding that that's taking away from any genuine human connection in there. And there's definitely some families we look at as as inspiration when we're building your prep within our community. And what it was is it was cooked individual ingredients, um, say the likes of uh, seasoned beef mints, cooked individual vegetables, and, and we had a couple of salad options as well. And the reason it was so prevalent for us is if you were to think of the last time you had a taco night at your at your household, the community and the connection and the, the camaraderie, if you will, is when you are building that taco, when you're standing around the, the tomato and the lettuce and all the different ingredients and you, you're chatting and you're, you're giving your, you know, you're putting crap on your son because he's putting too much avocado on his bread or, you know, all these little things that build so much fun and connection. But then once you sit down with your burrito, everyone shuts up and eats their food generally. So we looked at that as the individual components being prepared is where it allows a lot more connection. So by cooking those ingredients for families and having them ready, it meant we could bring the kids into the kitchen you know, and have them helping mum and dad and anyone else prepare the meal uh, and give that genuine connection. And we, we serviced all of Queensland and we just broke into um, New South Wales for a while there, but Two weeks prior to COVID, which is, you know, I still kick myself. Uh, two weeks prior to COVID, we shut that down uh, just because we were juggling too many balls and one of them had to hit the ground and we wanted to make sure we could catch it before it hit the ground and became a, uh, an issue. So your prep is at the moment in uh, hibernation, but hopefully one day back on the cards. Yeah. Well, you're so right, though. Gathering around to put food together is such a good connection opportunity because right we get to the table and we dig in or people go their separate ways to watch tv or do whatever it is they want or are doing but that time together to pick all our bits and pieces to put in our taco and who doesn't love a taco uh, it's a clever idea such a clever clever thing to do now i know there are four pillars of the Human Connection Project, and that, that was one of them, of course. One of the others is how good's living. Tell, can you tell our listeners about what yeah, it's all about? For sure. So how good's living is essentially just a, a wearable message is what I like to call it. It's quite similar. I'll use a really relevant example right now. We're in the middle of November. Um, and for men walking down the street and seeing another man wearing a Movember is a sign of, you know, it's kind of like a little bit of a, it's a bit corny, but a badge of honour to say, you know, I'm doing my part or I'm up for a conversation or I'm stepping forward when others are stepping back around the mental health world. So how good I think for us is it started started as a hashtag probably the best part of 10 years ago now, Jeff, where just everything I was putting out there, any social content I was putting out there, I was just trying to remind people of how good living is. And it's not to it's not to discredit or disregard or throw away that some are doing it really, really tough at the moment, but it's just to remind us that when we are getting, you know, in a rut over the little things in life, you know, someone someone cuts you off in traffic and you're blowing up and you're on the horn. It's just to pull back a little bit and just realise how good living really is, how good of an opportunity you have, how lucky we are to have a life how lucky we are to live in Australia. Um, and, yeah, it's just a it's a clothing line. We're trying to make it bigger and bigger you know, by the month. At the moment, we've just got some uh, shirts and jumpers and it's just an opportunity for people to wear that message on their chest to show to show others that, A, they're up to the conversation, B, they're doing their part, and C, that just remind themselves by wearing it simply, 
you know, how good living is. It's a very, very simple message, but very profound when heard at the right time at the right moment. Man, I think uh, hearing that message any time, every time, all the time, is absolutely mm. brilliant because we do focus often on the negatives. But if you really stop and think just for a moment, there is almost always something positive that you can think about. And I've certainly tried to do that through the lockdown period. Look out the window and say, how good's living? Maybe not necessarily in those words, but to paraphrase yeah. what you're talking about, to find the positives, to really help try to lift. You know, it's very easy, I think, if you're focusing on too many negatives to get into that downward spiral. Absolutely. So by trying to do as you're saying, think about how good living is, is such a positive. And I love the idea of the T-shirts. We've just released a T-shirt for the Seven Years Young Achiever Awards and it's our logo and it just says underneath it, together we make a difference. Yeah. Same concept, I guess, is to inspire people to be positive, to make a difference in their communities. And uh, I think back of Mike Warsman, who was a winner in the South Australian program. He has a program called One Million Smiles. Yeah. Trying to get a million people to think about smiling and get photos, people to send photos of them smiling or someone else smiling. And it's the same message. Be happy, think positively. So so important, particularly when times are a little tough. Yeah, I think so. And it's, you know, in mainstream media and there's a lot of, um, there's not even a word for it, but there's a lot of woo-woo around thinking happy and being happy. And unfortunately it's been, you know, misconstrued and manipulated by marketing schemes to try sell products. And a lot of people have lost connection to how actual beneficial it is to our to ourselves and our community to, to think positive. You hear people say, I'll oh, try to think positive now, and it's just such a throwaway term. But, um, you know, in any situation, if you really look for it, there's, there is a positive to be found, you know. Um, I've seen some people go through the worst times in their entire life and at the end of it, taking a, you know, it doesn't have to be a positive, it can just be a learning, you know, taking a learning out of a, a negative situation is all we're trying to get people to do and we're trying to give them practical ways of doing that rather than just slogans and, and metaphors. You know, we've got our How Goods Living, which is our, our brand push, but then we want to make sure there's practical frameworks and components that people can practice in to help that along the way. Yeah, brilliant. That's so important. You're right. We can be very cliche about um, things and actually lose sight of what it is we're really trying to achieve or trying to get out of being positive. So you're, you're absolutely spot on. I love that you've got a lot of thought gone into the whole concept of um, the Human Connection Project. It's absolutely awesome. And that's what gives you the greatest opportunity to for longevity and sustainability of what you're doing and to get a, a following, which is absolutely brilliant. Now, I know that you have a charity program that teaches kids resilience. What's that about? Yeah, so that's all part of the same. Um, so we did have it set up as a separate kind of separate wing to the charity and we've brought everything. During COVID, we brought everything into the one functioning charity and shut down any different arms we had. So that's just... Um, 
it's a school program that we have a couple of options and we haven't run one for a while now because of COVID, obviously. Uh, we were in the middle of one at Ipswich Girls Grammar when COVID really came to light. So what it is, is we just break them down. We've got some pillars. We, we run all our content off, which is empathy, leadership, empowerment and connection. And through that, we teach these kids really practical steps on how to actually live into those words because they're very easy to throw away. You know, one, you break them down and we need to make sure that we're doing all three of those, four of those rather, to ourselves before we even think of the outside world. So we need to be you know, showing empathy to ourselves, uh, in particular for school kids where this program sits, is showing empathy to yourself when you're struggling with a specific subject or a test. Um, you know, we get so caught up in our marks and I'd hate to be, I'd hate to be the one that, say, that says this on a um, public platform, but at the end of the day, our school grades don't really go towards too much in the real world once you get outside of that platform of you know, school and university. I know for myself, definitely, if people were to look at my schooling history, no one would be listening to me right now. And then leadership is to ensure that you can lead yourself before you lead your others. So by making sure that we stick through with uh, plans and methodologies we're trying to set up uh, in uh, empowerment is an obvious one, empowering yourself to make a difference before trying to empower others because we all know that, you know, to be a, to be a good leader, you know, a lot of leaders stand at the back of the cart and whip the people as they drag the cart forward, but the best leaders will be amongst the, amongst the crew dragging that cart forward. And then connection is our overarching pillar of everything we do. It comes back to connecting with yourself understanding what what you need at any given time and then connecting to your community understanding how you can make a positive positive impact on that so yeah that course is all around that and trying to distill these on our younger generation in very basic understanding you know i had people come and speak to me when i was at school and i would you know be in button-ups and suits and and talking words that meant nothing to a year 10 students so we just go in there and you know, in our Howgoods Living Clothing, just casual. We try to sit with the kids and have conversations with them and learn about them before we try to tell them what they need to know. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of on hold at the moment with COVID, but we're really looking forward to getting uh, back into that. We switched into an online platform during COVID and gave gave a lot of uh, our community free access to that specific, that specific program in an online content. Yeah, it sounds like uh, that word that I really don't like, pivot, but it sounds like you've pivoted beautifully during yeah. as best you can anyway. I'm you know, glad we agree on that. It's one of the most serious words I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure what, really what it means, but yeah. um, I'd imagine someone sitting on a chair and just uh, rotating around and around. But, uh, yeah. Well, the thing I always say to people when they ask me, did you pivot during COVID, is if we think of it from a, you know, a, uh, a human perspective, if you're walking down a footpath, Jeff, and you pivot, that means you change direction, but hopefully none of us have changed direction during yeah. COVID. We're still aiming towards the same goal. We've simply stepped to the side of a pothole. So if anything, we're, we're, we haven't pivoted, we've done anything, but we've just diverted a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Doing things even better potentially. That's one thing that we've had is time to actually really think about what it is that we do and how mm. we do it better, maybe slightly differently, but it's better. And it doesn't necessarily need to have changed other than the way we present ourselves or reach people. Uh, so, you know, I find what you're doing is really extraordinary. You talked about schooling and university, and I really agree. And I love the University of Queensland, of course, who are a sponsor of our awards. Their, their slogan or motto is 
create change. And I think that's spot on. You know, it's not so much about being the most brilliant or getting a degree in A, B or C, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's all brilliant. But for some people, it's about doing what you do, and that's creating change in the community. So I really like their slogan. It takes the focus of that absolute academic achievement and makes it about people who want to make a difference. So I think that's a, that's a really cool way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I really enjoy that, and I think it fits in nicely with what you're talking about. Mm. Now, I know you have an app too, so you're being really practical for young people, for everybody, but certainly young people. What's the app all about and how does that work to um, help your program? Yeah, so we um, so we launched the app originally for the global movement, which is something we ran the inaugural one in October this year, so just, just gone, um, something we're going to run every year in October for Mental Health Month. And... Um, it's called the global movement and over a month we try to cover 800,000 kilometers which is uh, unfortunately the amount of lives we lose to suicide every year across the world and and we as most people will know that's only the recorded suicides we're unfortunately losing a lot lot more uh, and within that app once the global movement finishes we we pivot that app to, to use that word <laughs> um, we change that app into a wellness tracker so it tracks our our sleep our food and very basically our food, not not your calories in, your calories out, just whether you ate well today or whether you ate poorly. Uh, your mood, your training, there's a lot of educational content in there. We've got blogs, vlogs, yoga, we're putting some meditation in there. So what we're trying to do is just put a little bit of a library in your pocket. There's some incredible apps out there already um, from, you know, a lot of other mental health charities. So we, we didn't want to reinvent that wheel there. We wanted to try and just offer a Another simple solution to find, you know, if you want to sit at home and and do some yoga, is to, you can jump in there and get into some yoga. If you want to track your wellness via a journal, you know, we're building that capability. It's just, it's just about trying to make things as simple as possible because I, I think a lot of us overcomplicate mental health um, and mental health isn't what one in four people deal with. It's what four out of four people deal with. We all have mental health to deal with. Um, so, and a lot of people overcomplicate that and add too many facets. It's a very, it's a very simple concept. Mental illness is incredibly complicated, but our mental health in a in a whole scheme is, and we just need to be making sure we're looking after ourselves. So we're just trying to simplify that. So in particular, the youth can do it without you know, too much stress. I absolutely think that's brilliant. So practical for people and. Sometimes people have got to feel that they need to reinvent the wheel, do something a little bit different, whereas if what you're saying is there's some good stuff out there, let's make it simplified for people to access all this. And we all have different issues with our mental health. We all feel different ways. So providing a whole range of things for people to access will make it less complicated for people to find what it is they need at that particular time so i think that's brilliant and hopefully everybody will get on board and we'll we'll ask you at the end of the uh, chat today how people can connect and i just please people have your have a pen uh, or something handy that you can (laughs) we try to make that simple it's everything can be found at connection.org 
Love as it. Simple as possible. At the end of a a finger on a keyboard. So, yeah, absolutely brilliant, Matt. You've been accepted into the Seeds of Change Accelerator program, which is run by Mars Food Australia, I believe. And how did that come about? What does it actually mean? Yeah, that was that was an incredible experience. So we um, we found about, we found out about it the day off the roadshow that they were hosting in Brisbane. Uh, and I went along and I was just, I was in absolute awe of listening to the GM at the time of Mars Food uh, Australia talking and how much he wanted to make a change in the entire food ecosystem, but actually so much more at the same time. For me, I looked at Mars as Mars bars, as, as most people yeah. do, but I now know it's so much more that obviously Mars owns Mars Food, Uncle Ben's, and then they spend incredible amounts of money on trying to make sustainable movements uh they they've got a harvest and the crop scheme that they put money into to try to create sustainable ways of re-energizing the land and we got to spend uh the best part of probably four months flying back and forth to sydney and um victoria and and to their head office at turgle down there and um i think it's the northern beaches i could be way off there but nonetheless down there somewhere um and just learning of experts in packaging experts in community and social media branding business development and uh, it was a real in-depth mentorship so i think there was you know a few hundred companies that applied and we were fortunate to be one of the 12 that got accepted which for a you know a little business based out of brisbane for us was phenomenal one of the other businesses in there was fable food which is now stocked across australia in coles and woolworths and is doing phenomenally well so for us to be rubbing shoulders with the guys like Michael Fox who runs out was a really great experience and we learned a lot from there. And, and we still do stay in, in heavy contact with um, with the, uh, the alumni from that and also the, uh, the mentors from Mars as well. So that was a really cool experience. Theirs is on hold at the moment, so they won't be running another one. So we were lucky to get the inaugural and the only for now. Um, but uh, I hear that they're going to kick it off again soon, which would be great. Absolutely brilliant. So much learning and so many connections, uh, to use that word, that uh, you love so much is, uh, you know, networking is fantastic. And I think it just emphasises the importance of connections. You have connections in this business sense that you can learn from and making human connection is so valuable for us every day and to have been in lockdown to miss that is so significant and it's yeah. so important that people are able to get out and have some normality and try to make connection again with people. So, you know, again, I just applaud what you're all about and I think our listeners are getting a sense of why you won the Small Business Achiever Award this year as part of the Seven Years Young Achiever Awards. Uh, Matt, how did it feel to be firstly nominated? And, of course, then you went on to make the finals and to win your award. What did that do for you personally and for the work that you do? Yeah, I mean, it was, it's a, it's, I guess it's kind of hard to put in words, to be honest, because we, we work so tirelessly and we just get caught up in the whole day in, day out of what the charity involves and you never really look for recognition. You don't even get an opportunity to come up for air, let alone look for a pat on the back. So... But just to be nominated was, for me, like Christmas Day. 
Uh, one, it was actually one of the mentors from the Seeds of Change, Russell Rankin, who nominated me. So always massive thanks to Russ for that. But just to get nominated was fantastic. And then to make the finalists, rubbing shoulders with some of the guys within that bunch was, was fantastic. And, and what it's done for me personally after having the win is it, you know, the wind in ourselves is never gone, but when someone else can throw support behind what you're doing um, in a sense of winning an award, and I said on the night, you know, it may be my name on that award, but that award is for everyone within the Human Connection Project in terms of staff and volunteers, but more importantly, everyone who shows up to our events and does our online training and reads our, reads our material and learns from that. That's who the award really was from the day but for me personally it just put some more wind in the sails and and said it was kind of like a tick in the box to say yes we are in the right direction we are making change it's visible to others that we're making a change and to keep on our course um you know i'm a big believer in not needing gratification or needing any you know outside sources telling you you're doing the right thing so when it does come around it's it's really nice and, and incredibly humbling but yeah, it was just reassurance to say we're on the right track. We obviously, it's now given us a fantastic opportunity to connect with more and more people, obviously like yourself and, and, and it. And within that community, there's also the Facebook group for the alumni from the Awards Australia Awards, which is also, you know, I see posts in there daily of people leaning on each other. And, and what it's done is it's built an even bigger network and it's made an even bigger impact. Yeah, that's fantastic. And that's what the awards aim to do is provide validation. People like yourself, as you mentioned, don't go looking for accolades. In fact, often you're too busy to even think about that. You're just in there doing what needs to be done to make a difference. But it is really lovely when we get an unexpected pat on the back or a validation of what we're doing. It makes it really special. And, of course, the Young Achiever Award nominations and now open across the country again for the 2020-2021 program. And I guess you've explained why you feel people should get out and nominate someone. People don't have a lot of time. It only takes a couple of minutes. Let us know. Get on to awardsaustralia.com for any of our listeners who would like to nominate someone and start a nomination. could do it in two minutes. Let us know. And we'll actually chase up with the nominee and do the work for you. It's so important, uh, as I'm sure you'd agree, Matt, to give validation. Yeah. Well, like I said earlier, a lot of our small business owners and especially the young ones within the community, not often coming up for air. It's head down, bum up, twenty four seven. So even just getting the email to say I was nominated um, was an amazing feeling. So definitely encourage anyone who's maybe thinking about it and thinks they don't have time is to, to whack the nomination in and give that young person the credit that I'm sure they deserve. Yeah, absolutely. I thought then, uh, as you were saying before, about the validation and, and it's not just about you whilst your name's on the trophy. As you rightly said, it's about everybody, the volunteers, people involved in the charity. I have, I have from time to time people say, because we're always looking for new partners to become sponsors of the awards. That's how we make it possible. We're not government-funded other than the government departments that come on board as a sponsor of a category. People say, oh, well, you know, we're just going to be supporting one winner. And I say, you know what, it's so much more than that. Yeah, that it really is. 
has a whole group of people in and around them that are part of their tribe, part of the journey, that will all feel that win, who all feel the privilege of being nominated or becoming a semi-finalist, finalist and so on. There are so many people. It's not just one person in a nomination. And I think you've, uh, I guess, echoed that in your comments. Yeah, very much so. Absolutely. And I think in every business that's trying to make a positive impact, it's, you know, the person at the front generally doesn't even want to be at the front. You know, I'd much rather people uh, don't associate me with human connection and just associate me with someone who attends the events because uh, at the end of it, it's a community organisation. You know, it's not, a, it's not a business run by a CEO. You know, we're not. ASX listed. We're just trying to make a difference within our local community. And one of the thing we things that we love is that we are providing awareness about projects, programs such as the Human Connection for people who may not have known what opportunities are available to learn. So that's another absolute bonus. Man, on a slightly different tack, what's something that we might not know about you? heaps um <laughs> uh, i guess probably the most exciting thing is as well as the um human connection project i've been trying to get into the queensland fire and rescue service for the past nine years and I'm, i graduate from that in two weeks so i'll be a full-time firefighter uh alongside being the uh, human connection project as well congratulations thank you yeah, it sounds like hard work and pretty dangerous business. Yeah, I mean, it is, but, you know, you wake up every day being able to make a positive impact on the community and I, I would like to think I've been doing that for the last few years with the Human Connection Project, so this gives me an even, you know, an even larger opportunity to do that within the community as well. Saving lives in a, a different way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Matt, um, what are the driving passions that make you tick and continue to achieve awesome results? Uh, There's probably two big ones for me, and it's connection and family. Uh, My partner, Sarah, will be the first one to tell anyone that whenever there's a father-daughter moment in a movie, I'm I'm usually a dribbling mess. You know, family to me is I wouldn't be anywhere without my my parents and my sister and they've supported me through some shitty times but also the amazing times of present so I think family is a massive one and I always want to do them proud and I want to be able to say in 10 years time to my to my kids some of my future kids that you know dad stood up when a lot of people were falling down with uh, mental illness problems and then the second one is connection I get a buzz from just being a fly on the wall and listening to conversations within the Human Connection Project uh, Facebook group or Facebook posts. I mean, we had two people connect on one of our Facebook posts just yesterday about running their own walk and talk in the Gold Coast. So, yeah, family and connection, yeah, gets me out of bed every single day and, and hopefully will do for the rest of my life. Yeah, you're really right about this thing and I think too many times we listen to respond rather than listen to hear. Yeah. You know, we, we just really just need to listen to people, let them talk, not want to answer with what we want them to know or hear. So, yeah, you're really right about that. And family, you know, I think it's easy for people to support us when things are good 
but it's those that are there when when times are tough that really stand out, don't they? Absolutely, absolutely. So you're um, going to fire and rescue. Is there anything else that's on the on the radar for Matt Boyce in terms of human connection project or any other hobbies or things that you're looking at? Yeah, we're we're trying to launch a lot more walk and talk events. We're currently looking for ambassadors to run walk and talks in their own local area. Um, we've got a couple that are in the Shire now down at Cronulla. Um, we're looking at Byron and a few more over in Perth. So we're really just trying to get a larger national footprint with that. And uh, we've also partnered up with the amazing guys at TX, which is the charity arm of Trademart, who are going to be presenting our human connection course uh, through their trained psychologists and TX to TAFE students, which will be really, really cool. Fantastic. It's amazing. You've given us plenty of words of wisdom already. Do you have any others for our listeners that you can impart? Something I'm working really hard on at the moment is PTSD uh, and in particular uh, ex-service men and women that are coming back from military, uh, PTSD in people that have uh, like very stressful jobs, you know, Victoria, for example. What I'm seeing is a lot of people are taking their own life very sadly and it's getting put down to PTSD, which I always like to make a note. A, I'm not a psychologist, and B, I think PTSD is definitely a thing. I'm not trying to discredit that, but I think a lot of people go under the radar of lack of uh, stress disorder. So their their lives are so, so stressful. You know, a, a carpenter works a 10-hour day every single day. And I know a carpenter's just committed suicide, unfortunately, in Melbourne last week, and they work every single day, 10 hours a day, very, very hard. They've probably got two or three people working underneath them. Coronavirus hits, and all of a sudden, the stress that they have in their life almost goes to zero. They've got a new stress now of coronavirus, but it's nowhere near what they were dealing with. And, and the way I look at that is if you're a 10 cigarette smoker a day and you go cold turkey, it's very, very hard and your body goes into withdrawal and you start shaking, trembling or whatever else happens. I think the same is happening with PTSD for some people. And it's something I want to do some really thorough research into is how many people are have stressful lives, ex-service men and women, for example, go away and they, and they come back and then they have no stress in their life and that's where they're struggling. Do we maybe have to go from 10 cigarettes a day to eight cigarettes to six to four to three to two to zero with their stress? Yeah, and that's something that, you know, that's my words of wisdom, I guess, I wanted to, I want to pass on to people is to look into that and, and look into the people that are around them that they know have very stressful lives that are now doing nothing with coronavirus you know they're sitting at home are they struggling with the fact that they've lost their job or are they struggling with the fact that they've lost any stress that they have in their life so it's just an interesting theory that i'm working with at the moment and something that i'd like everyone to think into a little yeah it's a great way to think about things and a new way for many of us and i think one of the problems we have is judging people because we just don't know what the situation is for some to give up cigarettes, as you use that analogy, may be easy. Some can go cold turkey. I don't know how, but they, and I've never smoked, but they yeah. can. And others just really struggle and don't judge people. Just understand their um, their situation. So I think you're spot on. I, I love that. I really, you're really very intuitive, and I 
I admire that and I feel that you're going to make such a difference through your life for people in whatever area you tend or wish to go into beyond the human connection projects and I can see that expanding as you conceive new ideas and ways to do that so all power to you mate it's absolutely brilliant to you and your team of course it's not appreciated well uh, how can our listeners connect with you online or or even get involved uh, yeah definitely i mean connection.org.au is where you can find out all the info and uh you can also put in an application to become an ambassador and um and host a walk and talk in your local community can jump in. We've got our online fundamentals course on there to to teach you a little bit deeper about our pillars and how you can connect deeper in your community. And then um, there's also links to our social media there. But, yeah, everything can be found at connection.org.au and we'd love to have you join uh, our community. Fantastic. Connection.org.au, yes? Yep, that's the one. Fantastic. Matt, it's been a real privilege to chat with you today. Thank you so much for all that you do in the community. You are an extraordinary young guy, really aiming to make such a broad difference to people, to you and your team. Congratulations and thank you on behalf of everybody in Australia and beyond. Keep up the amazing work. I hope you've enjoyed the chat as much as I have, Matt. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Jeff. It's um, yeah, it's been an absolute honour to be on the podcast and chat with you today. So, very grateful. Uh, absolute pleasure, and I uh, hope our listeners have enjoyed it as well. I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I have. We would love you to subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss an episode. Join us each week as we talk with ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. Did you know that Awards Australia is a family-owned business that proudly makes a difference in the lives of those that make a difference for others? And we thank our corporate and not-for-profit partners for making our award programs possible. Do you know someone that's making a difference? Or maybe your business might like to sponsor an award. Contact us through our Instagram page, inspirational.australians, or head to our website, awardsaustralia.com. It would be great if you could share this episode with your network because who doesn't like a good news story? And please rate and review us. We would really love to hear your thoughts. Until next week, stay safe. And remember, together we make a difference. Thanks for joining us today on the Inspirational Australians podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and have been inspired by ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. So it's goodbye for another week. Remember, together we make a difference.